Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to Secrets of the Side Hustle with me, Scarlett Russell, entertainment editor of the Sunday Times Style. This podcast was created so I could sit down and have conversations with inspiring female founders about their career stories. And for us, it was people were seeing exactly what they were sending because they were buying it. They were buying the pads. We said, we want this and this and this. And they said, OK, used their own money, bought it, sent it to us. Spanning industries from fashion and tech. No one had ever said to me, you can work in technology. My idea of what it was to work in technology was to be a software engineer and, you know, write lines of code, create software. To publishing and food. I was so poor, I couldn't... I remember looking at the cupboard because I couldn't afford any food. I remember looking at the cupboard and being like, huh, what can I make from what's right here? Each week we'll discuss the practicalities of starting a business from scratch. It's actually the most difficult part of wow. side hustle because that's what takes up the time. So that's real, you know, I literally do everything at the moment. I'll be delving into the personal and professional experiences of turning a side hustle into a thriving career... In this episode, I sat down with Cassandra Stavro. Propercorn is the number one selling popcorn in the UK. It launched in 2011 and is one of the fastest growing companies in Europe. It sells 4 million bags of healthy, tasty popcorn a month and was even the official snack at London Fashion Week. It's since relaunched as Proper, selling a range of snacks as well as popcorn. Its founder, Cassandra Stavro, thought up the idea in 2009 while working at an ad agency. Cassandra is 35 and lives in London. Let's meet her. Hi, Cassandra. Welcome to Secrets of the Side Hustle. Hello. Thank you for coming in. I want to start by saying congratulations on Proper because it's such an incredible business in quite a short space of time. It's so successful and I really can't wait to hear the full story of it. Um, So can you start by giving us a bit of background as to your career leading up to Proper and then where the idea came from? Sure. Um, God, this has taken me back. So it was uh, about about 10 years ago, I had the idea. But before that, I had always wanted to run my own business for as long as I can remember. And I think we're all armchair entrepreneurs to a certain extent. And there was a frozen yogurt company called Yeti at one point. And I used to run club nights at uni and, you know, kept me out of student loan. And so um, there was uh, lots of failed attempts preceding proper corn. And then... Um, I guess, you know, I was working in the advertising industry just as an account assistant. And at three o'clock every day, there's that afternoon slump. And this was before the kind of healthy snacking onslaught. And, you know, people go out and get a chocolate bar and feel really guilty about it. Or they'd go and get something really arid, like a rice cake and like 
you know, probably going to buy a chocolate bar anyway. Um, and so I wanted to create a snack that was full of flavour, really satisfying, but happened to be better for you. And I thought popcorn was wonderful because wherever you go, people understand what popcorn is. We've all grown up with it in some way. Uh, and I went home and I told my mum about this idea and she reminded me that the last present my dad had bought me, because my, my father died when I was 16, um, was this popcorn maker. And um, I'm not particularly fatalistic, but it felt like a good enough sign as any. And so I really... Uh, naively I'd say quit my job pretty much the next day um, and just you know and just went for it and completely you know blagging it you know we're we're still kind of making it up as we go along but um, yeah that was that was where the idea came from. Wow I mean that's quite bold to then be like I mean were you not really that happy in your job anyway No, to just leave that quickly? um, I think you know you have to have a level of fearlessness um and i've always been really comfortable taking risk um and i think that's kind of a prerequisite if you're going to start a business you've got to at some point i think that's the difference between being an armchair entrepreneur and getting up and getting on with it you just have to start at some point and just go for it i actually read that um you mentioned that you're when you started speaking to lots of other entrepreneurs a lot of them similar to you had suffered a loss quite early on and there was this kind of weirdly common trait and it makes Mm. you quite resilient because it's sort of like you can get through anything yeah I'm oh god it's um it's amazing how many uh you know business leaders I meet who have suffered bereavement um at quite a formative point in their life so I was 16 and um uh, my dad, three years prior to that, was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, which is a really aggressive um, cancer. And, you know, for three years, he suffered in a way that, you know, you just... Um, the the worst that I can imagine a sort of human having... To, you know, a person having to endure. Um, and And I guess, you know, by year three, having to sort of spray fake saliva into his mouth so he could swallow and... And my mum becoming, you know, pretty much a full-time carer, that teaches you a level of resilience that um, I think probably nothing is going to ever be as bad as that. And so I'm really comfortable taking risk. I really, at that point, I think subconsciously decided that the best thing I could think of to look after my family was to uh, start a business. Um uh, and and I, and I think that you know that gives you a level of resilience and and um, impetus probably. Uh, mm. Yeah. Okay. So you you quit your job and you moved back in with your mum. Is that right? To yeah, save my long-suffering mother. <laughs> um, yeah. She. I mean, she's got. She's been so amazingly supportive um, over the years. I'm really lucky that I was able to move back home with my mum mm-hmm. in London. Like lots of people don't have. Um, that option and so I was able to you know save on rent I was doing um odd jobs evenings and weekends kind of flexible working some really uh shitty can I say shitty Uh, (laughs) some really shitty jobs (laughs) really um god there was there was one job in particular so you know a friend said you know you can do some promo work handing out flyers and it was 90 quid a day and it was really flexible and then I was able to kind of you know crack on with the business plan in the background and it was um at the excel center in London so this big conference centre and it was a gambling conference 
Uh, and it was basically like walking into a casino and I walked up to sort of F42, the stand that I was going to be handing out flyers from. You know, bearing in mind, I've just, you know, done a law degree, you know, and... Um, I guess this is, you know, about 18 months into the process as well. So feeling pretty low at this point, you know, trying to save um, whatever money I could. And I get up to this stand and it's, um, they're selling secondhand uh, slot machines. I'm like, okay. And they give me this outfit and I go into the loos and put on this bright orange cat suit, like really unforgiving. You know, I'd got my period two days before, like just feeling like not in the right (laughs) spirits for this at all. And as I walk out of the loo, I catch a glimpse of myself in the mirror and in massive black letters down the side of my body, it just said refurbished slot. And I, Wow. And I just, that was probably the biggest low moment for me where I just thought, what the hell am I doing? You know, I've I've got a law degree. I've um, quit a really good job. Um, It's been 18 months now. I went home to my mum in floods of tears and she was like, you know, how much are they paying you? I said, 90 quid. She said, right, two more days. Here's 180 quid. Don't go back tomorrow. And so like there's been so many countless moments like that where she's been like my absolute rock. Um, And I'm really lucky to have had that um, because, you know, not everyone, I guess, has that kind of support. That's so so incredible and inspiring. So let's talk this business plan. So, but all these jobs, you're at home. What are you doing? How does this seed of an idea? How are you developing it into something? Talk us through that. Well, I mean, there there isn't a sort of set recipe, excuse the pun, but, Mm. you know, you just have to be really resourceful. So I embroiled on, uh, is embroiled the right word? I enrolled. Enrolled. (laughs) I enrolled um, with the East London Small Business Centre for like a two-week free business course that just teaches a little bit bit more about a P&L, a profit and loss sheet, um, how to kind of, I guess, approach your cash flow. Just some really basic sort of school 101 on that sort of stuff. Um, I was developing the packaging on PowerPoint, um, you know, in the evenings. Uh, You just have to kind of um, be resourceful and figure it out. And and at the time I was uh, trying to find a manufacturing solution. So no one was seasoning popcorn the way that I wanted it to be seasoned at this this time. Were you doing that yourself then, kind of testing it out, cooking? Yes, but I wanted an industrial solution because the ambition was always to be a mass brand. You know, I wanted to see it in Tesco's meal deal up and down the country. It wasn't to be a kind of a niche brand. And so you have to find a manufacturing solution at an industrial level. And I went knocking on all the doors of these uh, factories up and down the UK. And you can imagine sort of big industrial estates, um, burly men, me being a young girl with no proven track record, lots of no's you know, doors shut in my face, you know, go home, the big boys are coming, you know, was said more than once. Oh, I mean, I'm pretty stubborn. So I, um, I just thought, oh, I'm going to figure out myself. So I got a cement mixer because I knew I needed a way of tumbling the popcorn. And then I was watching Top Gear and I remember them saying that the way that you spray paint cars is the finest mist that you can get. I thought, well, that's perfect to get a really fine mist of the oil um, to attach the seasoning. So I got a car spraying kit online, a cement mixer, and that's kind of how the first samples were made and really rough and ready. But, you know, my advice to anyone is that, um, you know, fast forward today, today we, you know, there's a massive factory um, with 10 production lines, you know, making 
five million packs of our um, popcorn every month. Uh, but the principles are still the same. It's just a little bit more sophisticated. And so you just have to be resourceful. So what did you do after that to get it off the ground? Was it, it was it at this point that you met Ryan? Ryan and I have been friends for years. You, Ryan, you've been friends for years. And then at which point did he come into, was he there right from the beginning? Um, no, so I, I'd spent um, a couple of years trying to, uh, I guess, get the various bits in motion across the business from the business plan to the branding to the product creation mm. um, and you're still living with your mum at this point yeah this still is living with my mum and uh, you know the, our whole philosophy is like leaves no stone unturned just speak to anyone I think anyone starting a business there's this natural instinct to want to be really secretive and not tell anyone because they might steal your idea my advice is actually the complete opposite you know if someone's really going to steal your idea and bring it to market in exactly the same guise as what's in your head um, it's so unlikely and actually the benefit of being really open and talking to people and the network that that then builds um, is so much uh, better mm, more beneficial yeah, guess, more, yeah. yeah more, so much more beneficial right um, and so I was speaking to uh, Richard Reed, who's one of the Innocent founders. We'd got introduced through... Oh, Innocent Smoothies. Yeah, Innocent right, Smoothies. Okay. Um, we'd got introduced through a friend of a friend of a friend kind of thing. And he sort of, you know, he could see that I was feeling a bit more despondent. Uh, you know, I'm sort of 18 months in now, I was feeling a little bit stale. And he said, you know, you don't have to do this on your own. Um, you know, he, he launched Innocent with two of his mates. And I think um, that was brilliant advice because... I was having a conversation with Ryan, a really good friend of mine, um, at a similar time. And he was at a point in his life where he was looking to get involved in something. And we just really naturally came together um, and launched the business in uh, October 2011. Wow. Okay. So how how did you get it off the ground to launch? What are the steps of that? What were the steps of that for you? It's interesting because in today's climate, you know, we mentor a lot of small businesses and um, a lot of the questions that I'm asked around that kind of initial launch period is around your marketing strategy or, you know, how did you approach social media? And God, we weren't thinking about that at all for the first couple of years. It is, you know, especially our type of business, you know, a product um, it's a sales job. We hit the streets door to door selling uh tele sales you know following up every possible lead um you know cold calling and we just uh you know that's that's how you get the engine going that's that then brings cash into your business which is the kind of lifeblood that just gets everything moving and then you can start to think about you know social media strategy or whatever it may be but first and foremost we prioritize sales more than anything else um in those early uh, months and even years i would say so how did you come up with the branding um god well i think that was a really uh good kind of lesson early on for me um in terms of just having the confidence to back yourself a little bit more so I uh, had saved about £10,000 um, through you know some of this kind of temp work and and um, decided to spend 6000 of that with a packaging designer because I knew how important if we were going to really sell from the shelf edge the packaging needed to look really stand out so um, worked for six months with this really talented packaging designer and we got to the kind of final stages and 
there was just something about it that just didn't feel uh, right. It just didn't feel authentic. It didn't feel me. Uh, it was hard to kind of put into words, but it just felt a bit uncomfortable. And, you know, relative to my savings, it was a huge amount of money. And, you know, as we were getting closer and closer to sort of that launch period, um, decided to essentially just, you know, throw it in the bin and start again, um, which was a really uncomfortable decision, but it really, I guess, um, cemented this idea that you have to be authentic and it has to feel um, true to what, you know, the brand was about at the mm. time. And um, so went back home, pu pulled up PowerPoint and just kind of designed it myself with a mate who was a really talented illustrator. She was doing some stuff with Vogue magazine at the time and we kind of cobbled it together and it was imperfect, but it felt uh, totally right. Um, and so then, yeah, so the, the, then that was kind of the branding and then um, got some external investments. So um, we got some seed capital uh, to, to kind of uh, pay for that minimum order quantity that you need with a manufacturer. And that kind of gave us our first big order that we could then go and sort of uh, sell, try and sell. Mm -hmm. And um, our first customer was Google, which was... You know, I don't know if you've ever been to the Google offices. I haven't, but I've heard. They're amazing. About, yeah. They kind of, um, there's like a rotisserie and a sushi bar and pretty much whatever you want. And they free issue all their snacks. And so out of 48 snacks that they were um, offering at the time, Proper Corn very quickly was their fastest moving. Wow. And so that was an amazingly kind of credible, you know, obviously really well known. Mm, great um, start. Brand to then kind of tart around the rest of the industry and it just gave us instant credibility and so I'd say let like, anyone who's trying to get their idea off the ground having that first sort of star account mm. um, really helps build that sort of confidence in you from other potential customers. Mm -hmm. Okay what happened next? Um, and so then yeah so then we were kind of I guess selling um, a huge amount you know just investing all our time in sales Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. 
um, and just really starting to uh, build, I guess, the, the, the wonderful thing about starting a business is you can kind of make it whatever you want. You know, mm. you get to shape the culture and the team and the values um, of the business around what you think is important. And so um, from day one, we've always prioritised building that culture and making sure that proper is a really rich place to come to work to every day. Uh, so, yeah, a lot a lot went into that from, from day one. And then after the Google sell, was it very easy to, to sell after that? Did you find a lot of people were buying the product and it just kind of snowballed from there? Yeah, so I mean mm. it just it just got I think momentum is that sort of magic thing that's really hard to generate in business but the minute you start to get that kind of natural momentum you just need to get behind it mm. and um uh and just continue to back it and so the minute we started to get those kind of natural sales we just dug our heels in and really went for it. And at which point did you develop it enough that you had office space and you could start hiring people? When did that start happening? So yeah, we've got our first office, I think maybe 18 months in, Okay, um, which felt like, you know, we've been doing things from our living room. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it felt like a big deal having like a proper home to go to, um, to start to really build that culture around, um, which is pretty exciting. Yeah. And it, who were the first people you started to employ? What were they doing? What was their role? Uh, so Alex uh, was our first employee and he started as an intern. And um, the minute we could afford to, you know, really pay him properly, um, he joined um, as our first salesperson. But, you know, when you're when you're a startup, you know, everyone does everything. So there's no kind of like super defined roles. You know, we were everything from, you know, operations to finance to to sales to marketing, you know, Mm. just whatever the business needed day by day, we'd put those hats on. Mm. And then you were slowly bringing in more and more people. So you've got a staff of 40 now, haven't you? Yeah, I think we're close to 50 now. Um, wow. it's, yeah, it's... it's um, what what do they all... Do they work under the things you just described, like marketing or all of that stuff? Yes, yeah. yeah. So, um, and at which point, do you remember roughly how long it was into it when you started turning a profit? Yeah, so... Um, you know, we've always been a very high growth business. Mm. Um, and I think it was in year five, we were um, one of the fastest growing companies in Europe. Um, top top 10 fast growing companies in Europe, something like that. Um, and um, which is which is brilliant because that, you know, that turnover is increasing every year. But we, um, I guess, take uh, whatever money we're making and reinvest it back into the business and make sure that we're continuing to drive innovation and growth and really backing the trajectory that the business is on. Mm. And if you're looking back, are there any setbacks along the way that um, or mistakes that you've learned from, things you would have done differently? Oh my God, tons. Uh, so many mistakes. Um, we kind of have a uh, a saying in the business that if you know if we're, if we're not making mistakes we're not trying hard enough and I think if you want to be an innovative business you have to be comfortable with failure um, and really open about it as well we discuss it a lot as a team so um, we launched this product called Crunch Corn mm-hmm. uh, two years ago I think uh, and it was half popped popcorn it was delicious and we really thought it was going to be kind of the next big thing for the company um, and we launched it 
got a thousand stores for, for our first kind of launch plan. Amazing, really backed it from a marketing perspective. And it just completely flopped because people didn't quite understand what it was. The supply chain was slightly messy and we were bringing it in from America. And for lots of reasons, it just didn't quite work. Um, and we learned loads from that and we've kind of taken those learnings back into the way that we innovate and hopefully don't make the same mistakes again. Uh, we were really open about it and put it on our kind of channels, sort of RIP, crunch corn, um, and you move on. And I think that's that's kind of um, very much part of our culture and the way that we approach both the highs and the lows is to really uh, celebrate the highs, but also um, really learn from the lows. Mm. And how many how many countries, you said 15 countries you're sold in Yeah, now. it's 15 now. Now, um, mainly around Europe. And how many stores or companies um, stock the project? Do you know? Oh my God, uh, over 50,000, I wow. would imagine. And I'm interested in the kind of, you personally, I'm really interested in your working day. We always ask guests about their working day. So what time do you wake up? What time do you go to bed? What does your working day look like? Oh God, I mean, I would say I'm like the worst example. So I, I'm a really bad sleeper. Um, you know, like you hear sort of these people, um, you know, in these kind of high powered jobs and they have their sort of routine down to a fine art and they do their, you know, meditation in the morning and their yoga and I'm really bad and actually probably not someone to kind of... Despite learn, your mum being learn, a yoga Yeah, teacher. my mum's a yoga <laughs> teacher and it's just one of those things when you've got it on tap, you just um, are really bad at sort of... I don't know, I think it's probably because it's my mum who's a yoga teacher. I'm, I'm really bad at sort of listening to her advice. So yeah, I, I get up at probably half five, six o'clock. Um, I'm in the office by about eight Um and uh, I think the moment I'm really trying to crack this balance between sort of being in meetings but carving out enough time to be strategic and creative because they're two completely different mindsets. So I was actually learning about it the other week. There's sort of the, the alpha um brainwave and the beta brainwave and beta brainwave is when you're really reactive you're doing your emails you're in meetings you're kind of in that doing mode alpha brainwave is when you're creative and strategic and have those light bulb moments and it's no coincidence that some of my best thinking happens when I'm on a plane when there's no interruption there's no alerts going off there's no whatsapp or people coming over and tapping you on the shoulder and so something I'm really trying to crack at the moment is how do you create that environment without interruption um, to allow some of that bigger thinking to happen more frequently. And I think it's something that as a society we're really struggling with at the moment that um, we're constantly being interrupted in some way or another. And that really limits our ability to think bigger and think creatively and problem solve um, so I think I think it's a real problem and um, we're certainly looking at ways to try and address that as a business do you work seven days a week no I mean it just kind of it's peaks and troughs really um, do you find you're constantly living on your phone do you take digital detoxes or are you quite bad at that Christmas is you know three weeks uh, complete switch off oh. we shut down um, the business for a couple of weeks and that is probably that moment in the year where I really disconnect um, then kind of throughout the year you know 
uh, that as a, I, I need to be better at practicing what I preach. So we have unlimited holiday. We really try and encourage. Do you? Yeah, we say yeah. We okay. um, we really try and encourage the team to take you know regular holiday and um to have as much balance in their day as possible. I wouldn't say that. I've kind of mastered it. You know, sometimes I'm better than others. And, you know, I think that's just a reality of, of running a company. And this, how does this work with this unlimited holiday for your um, staff? How's that working out? I'm so interested in this new newfangled way of taking holidays. Do you know, it's just... Do you find they take them as the, as pretty much 25 days as anyone else would or people don't take them as much? So everyone asks this and the honest answer is I haven't counted and that's because I know if someone is working hard or not you know everyone's got clear objectives everyone um at proper um are passionate about what they're trying to do and so um it becomes very obvious if um someone is sort of checking out um a bit more and I don't know. I think the minute I'm the minute I have to start really kind of counting how many days someone's taking, the trust is lost. And so are we come from a position of we trust you. This is the job, um, uh, and 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 you empower people to be in charge of their own time and manage their life and their work around that. Mm, great. So what's next for proper um, developing it? So it's not just, it's not called proper corn anymore. It is called proper because it's not just manufacturing popcorn. You do all sorts of snacks. Yeah. So this year we moved from proper corn to proper and we launched proper chips, mm. um, which are uh, lentil chips, um, 30% less fat than mm. normal crisps. And um, it's, you know, it's only got three months in now but the early signs are really encouraging I think this give, this has given us um, even more confidence to um, you know take the brand um, beyond popcorn beyond chips into lots of new categories so over the next few years you'll be seeing um, a whole kind of pipeline of different products coming out of uh, proper and we'll be entering new countries um, and so yeah we're, we're feeling pretty bullish at the moment which is exciting so you still have time for your relationship for a social life or do you feel like any part of that's been maybe sacrificed by being a a business owner because it takes it's a lot out of you it's demanding job that you've got um I love it so I feel like I am always slightly on the edge of my comfort zone and I am you know every week learning something new and so I you know I, I I'm just as passionate now as I was sort of 10 years ago um but it definitely you know, can take its toll. You know, you you can't switch off in the in the way that maybe um, you can if um, if it's not your company. And I um, I'm I'm constantly trying to um, conquer that. I don't think I've cracked it yet. Um, I think my boyfriend would probably tell you that I definitely haven't. <laughs> but um, but you know, I try and 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 I think you have to have fun as well. You know, we have a very um, strong sense that. It's just snacks. Um, we're not saving lives. And so it's really important to not take yourself too seriously. And um, when it does get intense and when it does get tough, you know, remind yourself of that mm. um, because life's short, as, as we all know. And you do um, this brilliant mentorship scheme at Proper, don't you? Which is really great. It's a really great way of giving back. Can you tell me a little bit about that? 
Uh, we we were really lucky, you know, especially in those early years, that people were really generous with their time and advice, and um, both me and Ryan. And so we feel like uh, we want to make sure that we are always kind of carving out some time to support kind of the next wave of young businesses and entrepreneurs. So we um, we do a lot of mentoring, just kind of. Um, ad hoc but we also have this scheme called pop-in so once a year we invite people to send in their business ideas with their business plan um, and then we select 12 uh, to come into uh, proper offices for a week where they get mentorship they get to work with every part of the business um, honing their business plan or you know developing their strategy in some way um, and um, yeah I think we've 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 maintain the relationships um with the people that have kind of come out of that scheme and um it's really rewarding i think the team love it as just as much as we do um it's an opportunity for them to kind of give back as well we always ask i guess about mentors that have helped them in their career at any point is there one person that really stands out for you that has just been great for advice career advice that helped you early on maybe still helps you now mm. I think that the uh, the innocent founders have been particularly supportive throughout our journey. So Richard Reed, um, particularly in those early years, was really um, forthcoming with his time and advice. And then more recently, Adam Ballon is our chairman, um, and he's got this amazing mix of EQ and IQ and so he um, he's really great on the commercial stuff but but equally just gets people and gets the importance of team and so he's been an amazing sounding board. So what is the future of Proper? I think it's you know what I said in that we want to make sure that we um, will be bringing out more products um, we'll be launching into more countries but doing it in the right way so we are a B Corp business which I don't know do you know what B Corp no. is? So B Corp is a bit like what fair trade is to products so it's um, it's an initiative that was started in America where they assess businesses um, end to end in, including their supply chain and based on um, a whole host of elements like um, gender split, the way that you treat your team, the transparency of your supply chain. You then get um, a, a score out of, I think it's 200. I might be wrong on that. And then based on that, um, we got a B Corp certificate, which just means that you are not only growing, but you're growing in the right way. And that that covers the way we look after our team, but also the community around us um, and the environment. And so for us, growth in the future is about more products, more markets, but also growing in the right way in a way that we think helps um, set a bit of a standard in our industry and um, puts pressure on the bigger businesses to also um, move things forward. And how can people find out more about the business? They can. Hopefully they will see our products in you know shops up and down um, the country and across Europe, but um, they can head to our website, proper.co.uk or follow us on Instagram. Great. What's your Instagram? Uh, at proper. Fab. Mm. So finally, what advice would you give to anyone who's listening and they've got side hustle that they want to get off the ground? I think it's um, what I was sort of saying at the beginning, which is, you know, we all have ideas. There have never been... Um, 
more people wanting to start a business. You know, the, the access to information and network and support and finance has never been greater. Um, but I think actually the biggest thing to do is just start, um, you know, stand up, get going, figure it out as you go along, um, be really resourceful, ask for help, um, but just just get going. That's great advice. Fantastic. Okay, um, thank Thanks. you so much for coming thank in, Cass. Wow, Propercorn isn't even 10 years old yet and is already one of the fastest growing companies in Europe. We sell it in our canteen at work. I'm sure you do as well. It's everywhere. It was really lovely to have Cassandra come on and share some of her wisdom. I hope you enjoyed it too. And thank you so much for listening. Thank you all so much for listening. And of course, please subscribe, share and rate the show on Acast, Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you indulge in your podcast habit. Make sure to tell your friends and family, especially if you think this podcast will help them with their own side hustle. I've been Scarlett Russell, and this has been Secrets of the Side Hustle. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.